0: Welcome to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. Russia first invaded Ukraine almost 15 months ago, in February of 2022. The Takeaway has kept a close eye on developments in the region, bringing you analysis from journalists covering the story on the ground in Ukraine, Russia, and across the globe. Now, we're taking one last look at the war on Ukraine instigated by Russia. Russia. With us now is Christopher Miller, Ukraine correspondent for the Financial Times. Christopher, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We began just with a little niceties, and I was asking you how you were feeling. You said that you were tired because...
1: Yeah, because Russia, once again, launched a massive missile strike on the Ukrainian capital here in Kyiv. And let's see, a little bit more than 3 million residents of Kiev were awoken to the sounds of explosions, um, lights uh, flashing in the sky. Um, These were explosions, of course, by um, caused by Ukraine's air defense firing on these missiles. Luckily, Ukrainian air defense forces shot down uh, roughly a dozen of these missiles with debris falling over over parts of the zoo here in Kiev, actually, and in some residential areas, but not causing significant damage. But it was a really stressful, long, loud night. And so I and many other people here are a little bit tired. Because like I said, this is not just the the first attack, but one of, of many over the past couple of weeks.
0: After 15 months, it sounds as though war in this way still never becomes routine.
1: Yeah, you know, I think people have developed some little routines to deal with the war, but it still, I think, shocks people on a uh, weekly, if not daily basis. You know, some of these routines, for example, are if you wake up in the middle of the night to the sounds of explosions because Russian missiles or attack drones are coming in, you now have a sleeping quarters that you've set up in the hallway which allows you a little bit extra um, cover. Uh, Ukrainians now uh, talk about the rule of two walls, which means to try to get yourself behind two walls, the first being one that would take the impact and the second being one that would take the shrapnel, thus saving saving you from being being from being struck. Another little routine is running um uh, to the bomb shelter um, maybe down several flights of stairs if you have one in your basement if you're lucky enough to have one in your basement or running across the street to the kiev metro which is several hundred feet below ground and doubles as a bomb shelter because it was built after world war ii and people never thought that they would be using them again for that way Mm. so these are some of the routines that we've got and i would say you know lastly just that another one um was one that i experienced this morning which is friends and family reaching out to make sure that you're okay, that these missiles didn't strike and uh, destroy your building, um, that you're still there. Because thousands of Ukrainians have been killed over the course of this now 15 months of full-scale war.
0: Is this likely to intensify in the course of the summer?
1: It seems so. I I think it's likely to intensify uh, for several reasons. One, Russia's goal to ultimately destroy Ukraine as a state uh, and, and nation and, and some would argue um, to destroy uh, Ukrainians as a people is, is not completed yet. So it's expected that Vladimir Putin will continue to wage this war. Secondly, Ukraine wants to expel all Russian forces from its lands. So it is preparing and has been preparing for several months now to launch a large scale counteroffensive.
0: Take a quick break with us here. Christopher will be right back with more on the continuing war against Ukraine right after this.
1: Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You're back with the takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris Perry. And still with me is Christopher Miller, Ukraine correspondent for the Financial Times. Christopher, as you're talking about the plans of Ukraine um, in the context of the summer, talk to me also about the role of the West in terms of providing necessary resources and weaponry. Um, We know that the United Kingdom has recently um, pledged to provide um, missiles. What else is happening on that front?
1: Yeah, these uh, weapons that Western countries, including the United Kingdom and the United States, have, have given... Uh, Ukraine already or have pledged to to give Ukraine are going to be crucial for Ukraine to prosecute uh, its war against uh, Russia's invasion forces. Um, You know, besides drones, we've seen Patriot air defense missiles. Um, These are um, key to keeping the capital safe and a large reason why last night none of these hypersonic Russian missiles came crashing down on the city is because they're, they're these really powerful American made air defense systems it's been it's been uh months now that uh ukraine has been uh pleading with the west to provide these really powerful um, systems but also armor uh, for 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 its infantry and its mechanized brigades uh, artillery and artillery shells Um, now this is all very very important because ukraine has largely exhausted its soviet era uh, weapons cache and and seen a lot of its systems be destroyed or uh, become inert from from just uh, overuse and so now it's really reliant on its Western partners to continue providing ammunition and weaponry uh, to defend itself and to go on this counteroffensive. Um, and one thing you know we saw President Zelensky on this big European tour over the weekend where he stopped in, in first in Rome and Berlin uh, Paris and then London along the way gathering uh, fresh pledges from all of these countries' leaders of of new weaponry. Now, this is is important because these are weapons that might not be used um, in this counteroffensive. And I say that because it just um, logistically, it might take some time for them to get here. But these are pledges that show a uh, lengthy commitment by the West. And this is ultimately what Ukraine wants, is trying to secure some type of long-term guarantee From its Western partners to continue supplying the country with weaponry, not over the course of the next weeks or months, but possibly years, because this is a war that could very likely drag on.
0: Talk to me, though, about what's happening with China and the special envoy to Ukraine and Russia.
1: Yeah, China sat very quietly for several months sort of watching things play out. Um, It's it's traditionally been much more closer uh, of an ally to Russia than it certainly has of of uh, Ukraine and, and the West, um, you know, I, I, I we, we've seen uh, President Xi Jinping uh, meet with Vladimir Putin in Moscow. He has not come to Kiev, but he did hold a phone call with President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky um, just in recent weeks. The United States has said that was a very important moment. And Zelensky had been asking for uh, months now um, to have a conversation with Xi. And, and China you know has, has only recently sort of inserted itself in the conversation um, in, in saying that it has some ideas um, of, about how to bring peace uh, to Ukraine and um, clearly wanting to position itself as a potential peacemaker but one hiccup is that the peace proposal that it has put forward benefits Moscow more than it would Ukraine Um, noticeably absent from its proposal is any mention of Russia's uh invasion or that it 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 was responsible for the invasion in the first place and and then secondly also that that uh Russian forces are not to withdraw from Ukrainian territory which for (laughs) Kiev any any peace plan that doesn't involve that would be a non-starter
0: Christopher Miller, thank you so much for joining us today and for joining us in the past here. Um, And please do stay as safe as you can.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Christopher Miller is the Ukraine correspondent for the Financial Times and author of the forthcoming book, The War Came to Us, Life and Death in Ukraine.